hold up. Are we really talking food instead of money today? Why, yes, we are, because it is so intertwined with our money. There are so many parallels, and you will see why in this episode with Lisa Carpenter. Are you tired of the traditional money advice? Me too. Bienvenida. Welcome to the Her Money Matters podcast. Join me each week for down-to-earth money conversations that will leave you with more confidence and inspiration to help you take control of your money. And you will probably learn some Spanish along the way too. Lista? You ready? Empecemos with. Let's get started. Hola, qué emoción de tenerte aquí. How exciting to have you here. This is Jen Hempel, your host. I've got a special guest for you today. In fact, she's been on the podcast before and she's returning again. And we first chatted with her in episode 73. So I'll be sure to link that up in the show notes. And even though we cover different topics, her food and me money, there's so much alignment in between the two. So if you are wondering why we're going to talk about how to make peace with food and your body and how in the world it ties with your money, I definitely have a treat for you today. Now I have to warn you though, this is an episode which you want to be listening very closely. So if you are experiencing distractions or you're just not in a quiet place, I do recommend that you listen to it again. How Lisa thinks and says is pure gold. Now, in today's episode, you're going to learn how tracking her money led her to increase the trust in herself around managing money. You're also going to learn why tracking your food or money is giving back your power versus restricting it. And usually we tend to think with tracking that it's restricting. And you're also going to learn how structure is flexible, and we never tend to think about it this way, and why we need to embrace it. And lastly, you're going to learn why you need to trust your own wisdom. Now, let me share with you a little bit about Lisa. Lisa Carpenter is a nutrition and life coach who empowers driven achievers to connect deeply with their emotions, free themselves from judgment and create lasting physical and emotional transformation. With almost two decades of experience as a health and fitness professional, Lisa is a sought-after speaker, coach, and educator who helps women make peace with their bodies and free themselves from the constraints of traditional dieting. So you ready? Let's go ahead and meet Lisa Carpenter. Vamos a conocer a Lisa Carpenter. Bienvenida, amiga, Lisa Carpenter. You are here once again, and I am so thrilled to have you here again. I am pumped to be back. I think you are the first podcast that I've been a returning guest on, and I want more of that. Oh, I'm sure it's coming. (laughs) I'm sure it's coming because you're fantastic. Well, I'm excited to chat with you today because we've both been on a similar journey this year or in the past year, not this year particularly, but in the past year in writing a book. And you have this book that came out this week, and 
It is called Let's Eat. What? Well, I, first I have to say I love that title because it encourages people <laughs> to do the opposite, <laughs> right? right? And it's about breaking the addictive cycle of dieting, losing weight, and making peace with food and your body for life. So why did you decide to write this book? That's such a great question because I did not set out to write a book. Like me, um, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, yeah, it's the dream that kind of showed up at my doorstep. And it was like, okay, I guess I'll do this thing then. So you and I have known each other for what, like a couple of years now. And I have these online programs called Eat and Feelings and Food, and they've been ex in existence. You know, I've been doing this work with women for almost two decades now. And I wanted to take the content that was inside my courses, Eat and Feelings and Food, and put it into a format that was easy for women to pick up mm -hmm. and dive into to see if they resonate with my work because I'm not like other weight loss coaches per se. I really come at weight loss, dieting, all of that stuff with a different perspective. I look a lot at the mindset piece, so the things we think and feel and believe about ourselves and food, and also the doing piece. So we have to have some framework around the foods we eat, but it's releasing the attachment to the dieting cycle to the end result. So helping women, like when I say I want them to make peace with food in their body for life, it's about giving them that freedom of choice and not ever feeling restricted, but also feeling like they've got somewhat of a plan. So I call it like, you know, flexible boundaries, they always get to choose. So the book is just really an easy entry point for people to kind of dip their toe in my work to see if it resonates with them before they hop into my online programs, which, you know, are, are a bigger investment as is working with me one to one. So that was kind of the purpose. Awesome. Now I am a testament that you will do work differently, right? For any other person that I have known. And it's interesting to me because what we do in terms of you health and me money is so similar, but not just that, but how we approach it is somewhat similar. Mm -hmm. You mentioned the mindset and the framework around yes. that. So talk, and I wanted to bring you on, even though your book is about health, it's important still in the, in the preface of money. So why would you say, I mean, I want to hear from you because mm. <laughs> I'm interviewing you. So why is it important when you're thinking about taking care of your money? Why is it, how does it go hand in hand with your health? Okay. So I think that the relationship we have with our money, the relationship we have with our health or our bodies or food is a symptom of something deeper that's going on with us. So the actions that we take in our lives, whether it's overspending, overeating, you know, talking badly about ourselves, those actions are a result of the things we believe to be true about ourselves at a subconscious level. So what people have to understand is that there's so many things that we're doing in this world that are just automatic. So if you think about it, you know, when you get into a car after you've been driving for a few years, you don't think about, oh, I have to step on the brake now. Oh, I have to step on the gas now. Okay, I have to turn right now. It's automatic, right? Mm -hmm. Like we just get in a car and we, our brain knows how to drive and our brain is hardwired to make things easy for us. So it picks up beliefs and behaviors that make our lives easier. So we're wandering through our life with our relationship with food and our money, very unconscious to the fact that there are internal beliefs that are driving the action that we're taking. 
So if you just try and change the symptom, right? So if you just try and change what you eat, or if you, you know, just try and diet, or you just try and budget your money without actually uncovering what has perpetuated the problem or the state you're in, nothing will change. So you might get, you might temporarily lose 20 pounds. You might temporarily put money in your savings or pay off your debt. Like in my case, I paid off my debt, racked it up, paid it off, racked it up. Same as dieting. Mm -hmm. Um, It wasn't until I really dug into those stories and realized the things that I believed, the thoughts I was thinking, that's when things started to transform with my own relationship with money. And that's why I'm so passionate about helping women move past this focus of what the number on the scale says and deeper into what they believe about themselves and how we can fundamentally shift that perspective. I love that so much uh, because you and I have worked, I have worked with you (laughs) one-on-one and you've helped me so much. And when it comes to health, you've mentioned how it relates to money, but don't you think that as we dive deep into what those beliefs are, you can at the same time better your health food choices, what you do, how you think about yourself in terms of what the scale says or what you see in the mirror in tangent with better money decisions, don't you think? Because of just those understanding and really understanding those beliefs and those stories that you have or that you have had. Absolutely. You know, it's the balance and you know, there is no balance, but it's the (laughs) understanding you can't just do your way to results mm-hmm. and you can't just be your way to results. Okay. So you have to change not just your thoughts and beliefs, but then you also need to take radical responsibility for the actions that you're taking. So the choices that you're making. So trying to line up new beliefs and staying conscious of your choices at the same time. So in the process of me unraveling my money woes, I was doing the work on digging up the stories and looking at things from a different perspective. But I also had to start creating new behaviors that were going to support the new beliefs that I was trying to anchor in, like logging my money. Mm-hmm. So logging my money, just like logging, you know, for my clients, logging their food, it's not about depriving myself. It wasn't about, oh, I can't buy those shoes because I'm, you know, I have to log my money. It was about creating consciousness around my spending. So that was the new habit that I had to kind of, you know, sink in. Every time I spend money, I'm just going to write down what I spent and kept track of it. Well, the more that habit grew, the more I was able to start to trust myself to manage my money, right? It was the first step in building that trust, in staying in integrity with what I set out to do, which was change my relationship with money. So I do the same with women with food. It's, it's about looking at What are the small action steps that you can take towards changing how you're viewing food and how you're working with it? And that's, you know, that's really what I teach inside my EAT framework. It's learning how to work with all the different pieces of nutrition so that all my clients get to decide. I don't give them a meal plan. I don't say like, follow this and you'll be on your way to, you know, the promised land. (laughs) It's about empowering them to understand how they get to decide what they're eating and letting go of not choice, empowered by choice, but letting go of judgment or guilt, right? So even if I'm logging everything I'm spending my money on, if I want to buy the shoes, I can buy the shoes. I'm just not going to feel guilty about it afterwards. I'm going to make a conscious choice of spending the money on the shoes and I'm going to move on. Same thing with food. I'm eating healthy. I've been making these great choices. I'm, you know, I'm feeling really good. And 
now I want to have a cookie and I'm going to write it down and I'm not going to make it a big deal and I'm not going to beat myself up (laughs) or think I've ruined myself and I'm just going to move on. So it really is the mindset piece, the belief system, the rewiring their brains and also helping them to create framework that they can stand on. And that's, you know, that's what you're doing with your system around money. Right. And let's talk about logging and tracking, because that is something when we mention it, or we talk about it, others are like, Oh, no, that's too much work. There is all of a sudden the wall goes up. So talk to me about because when we think tracking, we think it's a tedious, uh, it takes a lot of time. And maybe at the beginning, it does. But as you grow and evolve, things become easier, you might find ways, for example, I used to keep all the receipts and track money, right? But I don't do it that way. I still track my money, but in other ways where I've created a system where I separate my money into different accounts for different purposes, which helps me track my money visually where I can see it on the accounts versus adding up the receipts, figuring out which receipts goes to groceries, which goes to gas or fuel in the car and so forth. So with eating, I find that, and tracking uh, what you eat, it's similar. Like I'm trying Mm -hmm. to figure out, but because yes, at the beginning you have to be, you know, really diligent as, okay, I ate two pieces of bread, (laughs) a banana, some protein or whatever. (laughs) I'm just throwing things out there. But as you go, you realize, okay, I had maybe one car, you understand the servings, right? And then you know, okay, I had one or two carbs today. I had uh, three or four servings of protein instead of, okay, I had six ounces of meat. And tell me a little bit about how that progresses as you go. At the beginning, it can be tedious, but then as you go along, how has that been for you? So logging your food isn't about taking anything away from you. It's about giving you back your power because we think like when we're not logging, right, we've got all this freedom, but none of my clients feel free in their bodies Mm -hmm. or in their relationship with food. They don't. They Mm -hmm. feel like they're either on a diet or off a diet. So logging their food is just a way to create this level of consciousness. Logging my money was just for me to like wake up. I don't still log my food today. I don't need to because now I've created such consciousness around it that I know what I need to be eating for me on a day-to-day basis, and I I can choose to eat whatever I want at the end of the day. Anybody, whether you're starting to build a better relationship with your food or with your money, to think that you're just like there's not going to be work involved in the beginning Mm -hmm. is just naive, right? Like if I had to go in and learn algebra, it would be hard until I figured out all the systems, and then it would get easier. Within Eat, what I teach is this framework And once you get through the initial discomfort of learning how that framework works, it creates a tremendous amount of ease and comfort. So even for you, Jen, you understand portion sizes now with protein. Mm -hmm. Before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you. Carbs and fats, you understand when they best serve you, you know what works best for you. So if you don't eat a protein at a meal, you don't beat yourself up, but you're aware of the fact that, well, I didn't eat a protein at that meal. It's a different level of consciousness now, but you're always in the driver's seat. So when we stop making food logs mean something, and the dieting industry has made food logs 
means something like, oh my God, this means I'm on a diet. This means mm-hmm. I'm deprived. This means I can't eat this because the same with you the don't budget, have to write it down. Right? Exactly. <laughs> it's not like there's so much freedom involved. Like when we give ourselves a little bit of structure, there's freedom. But we have to remember all structure is flexible. We get to make it work for us. So you may teach your system and somebody might say, I love these parts of it, but this one doesn't resonate with me. Great. Make it your own. Like when we realize there's no hard and fast rules in life in terms of how we do anything, you can't get it right. You can't get it wrong. But we allow ourselves to just be learners and say, well, what if this actually does help bring me closer to my goals? I love that my clients don't obsess about food anymore. You know, if they walk away from our time together, they've lost weight. But more importantly, they're not constantly in their heads about food and they feel in control because they just understand things better. Right. That's powerful. Oh, absolutely. And it's also both in money and health. It's about listening to yourself, of course, in health, your body and money, just your in gut instinct on what you want, what you desire, what you want to achieve. Like, for example, with food, sometimes I find myself that I need a little bit more of a fat portion to uh, whether it keep me full or yeah. it helps me decrease cravings, those type of thing. And that's completely okay. Instead of following like the traditional, like here in the yes, we have the, right. the plate divided into however exactly. they do that's antiquated. But I think that antiquated way of thinking forgets about the whole person, right? Like everybody's so different. And the same with what I talk about my book, how the traditional money advice is not enough. So it's just so interesting how just aligned what we do (laughs) is just with different topics. Yeah, like you get to bring your intuition in now, but you Mm -hmm. get to bring it in from a place of knowing like, oh, you know what? Like I am still feeling a little bit hungry. I know I need a little bit of more fat because I, you know, I've been struggling with cravings in the evening and you know exactly what kind of fats are going to help you the best, right? Like, you know what to reach for now and you get to choose. And there's a whole variety of things you can choose from, but that comes from a place of deep knowing now, instead of throwing something against the wall and hoping it'll work out for you. Right, right, right. right. No, absolutely. It's about really listening to yourself and trust and, and trusting and trusting right. for sure. Because sometimes we don't because we want to listen more to what the experts say, which That's is right. fine, but you have to use that as guidance, right? So as- it's really important you said that because one of the things I see with clients all the time, especially because, and I just had a conversation with a client this morning about this. When my clients come to me, they're somewhat experts, right? Because they've mm-hmm. been on so many diets, they've learned so many things, and they failed so many times. So what they're really struggling with is self trust. Mm-hmm. And part of what we teach is how to help our clients learn to trust themselves again, and trust the wisdom and trust the knowledge and tune into their bodies. And that's have confidence. A- and that's exactly. all together and have that exactly. and really owning that confidence. And I get that sometimes we can be confident in one area of our life, but maybe not so confident in another, right? So just because you f- maybe you're feeling good and you're feeling confident, maybe in the money area, you don't feel so confident about it. So it's, but it's really owning the confidence, even though before you have it sometimes and right. just moving forward with it, right? It's just, it's powerful with, because I know that in different parts of my life, I am confident in certain areas. I like 
to the T. I have no problem. And in other areas, like that's why I work with you, I struggle with. I had that lack of confidence in terms of I didn't like what I saw in the mirror, which definitely improved all these different things. But it's about embracing ourselves, like you said, trusting ourselves and owning that confidence from the get go. Exactly. And that's the thing. We all struggle in a certain area. But you know, the type of women that I'm really working with are the ones that understand, you know, they've accomplished amazing things in their lives, right? And they see that they're struggling in this one area. And they know that to become a better human being, a better leader, a better business person, a better parent means that they have to start kind of staring down this place where they're struggling and really start to take responsibility for it. Because if we can create success in one area of our life, we're fully capable of creating it in another area of our life. Oh, it's absolutely. just, right. It's just uncomfortable when we have to step into the stuff that we're not feeling as confident about, but we can learn. Like we can learn, we can do better. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit, maybe one or two parts of the book that you are just most proud of. I'm curious. That is another really great question. So like I said, we, in this book, there's, you know, close to two decades of my work. So whittling it down and narrowing it down so that we could kind of put the best of the best in here was really, really challenging. And I did have help with it. I think, you know, one of the things I'm most proud about is, you know, the front of the book where I really dive into the mindset piece. I think there's a lot of things and tidbits and nuggets in there that a lot of women who've been in this perpetual cycle of dieting are going to have a lot of eye-opening moments from the pieces that I talk to around addiction, because nobody talks about mm. addiction and what that's all about. And nobody wants to admit that, oh my God, that might be happening for me. So that's a really big piece of it. And I've really just kind of tried to pull out the best of what I could out of my programs, feelings and food and eat to give people a place to start. And then, you know, not to mention, we put together such a robust, robust uh, resource area to complement the book as well. So I'm really excited, nervous, terrified, kind of all all the feels for people to get their hands on this and read about the experiences my clients have had to, you know, really learn about me and my story and see how that relates to what's going on in their lives. So I'm really curious to see people's reactions and aha moments. And I'm sure every single person that reads it is going to take away something completely different or something that I didn't think was really, you know, super big will be super big to somebody else. <laughs> no, absolutely. I know it's fantastic. Just because I've gotten to work with you one on one. So I know how valuable this book is just from the experience that I've had with you. So I am really, really pumped, very pumped about it. So for you listening, the book is already out. You can go to lisacarpenter.ca, which stands for Canada, forward slash book launch. And I'll be sure to have that in the show notes for you to access if you're especially if you're driving at this moment. So Lisa, this has been fantastic. I am so happy that you came on again to chat with me to share with me and those listening right now about the book. And I'm so excited that we've just been sharing this journey together. It's just a pleasure. You know what? It's made it so much more enjoyable knowing that like we're literally, you know, we've, we've both birthed books at the same time. And let me tell you, it's like more vulnerable than having a baby. Yes. Um, it, so it's been really cool to share that and kind of share our processes and, 
you know, swap notes on how we're doing things because there is so much that goes into putting your work out in the world, not just the physical work of doing it, but the emotional work that comes along. Like, you know, I've talked openly to you and you've shared with me, there's been, you know, there's, there's a lot of emotions to ride through in this process. Absolutely. So, I just, it's been amazing to to get to do this alongside of you. And thank you so much for having me on the oh, podcast. Again. Absolutely. No problem. It's been my pleasure. Now that you see how our health and money matters are aligned, tell me, what did you think of this episode? Wasn't Lisa fantastic? I really, truly hope that you take some time to re-listen to it again, because What she says is not only from the heart, but she has a special gift. So if you re-listen to this again, you're going to gain a better understanding as to the points that she made. And believe me, that's going to make an impact in your life. Now, before we continue on, I wanted to do the weekly shout out or la mención semanal that we actually haven't done in a few weeks. And this week it goes to Jessica Ann. Now, Jessica is fairly new to our community, and she has jumped in fearlessly, which I really, really appreciate. Uh, She is a new mom, a hard worker, and she even jumped in and became a part of the launch team, which I was just amazed and humbled that someone new to the community would do that. So I know with her determination, her drive, I am more than confident, Jessica, that you're going to achieve so much. So let us know. I can't wait to hear from you in maybe three months and six months from now to see what you have accomplished because I know there's so much going for you. So let us know, won't you? Now back to the show. In the show, as you recall, with Lisa, we learned about how tracking her money led her to that increase of trust in herself and managing that money. So we think of tracking as tedious. We think of tracking and just tedious and not anything fun. But her taking that on and being determined and disciplined to do this really led to that trust. And that trust obviously leads to more confidence, which really boosts your progress and for your financial journey. We also learned from her about how tracking your food or even money, as you will, is really giving back your power versus restricting it. So She mentioned how this act of tracking your money, logging your food uh, is really creating consciousness around spending. And it's not about depriving yourself. It's about being aware of what's going on, right? Whether financially, uh, whether with your food and your diet, right? We also learned how structure is flexible and why we need to embrace it. When we give ourselves, she was mentioning that when we give ourselves a little bit of structure, there's freedom. And she also mentioned how we have to remember that all structure is flexible because we're the ones that get to make it work for us. And then she also mentioned the importance of trusting your own wisdom. And we talked about really us knowing what's best for us, bringing our intuition, really listening to that, 
and how that comes from a place of deep knowing because self-trust is a struggle with us women, right? So you have to trust the wisdom, trust yourself. And as I, you have heard me uh, mention in this podcast before is there's a lot of experts in all sorts of fields, finance, health, and all that, right? And not that their advice or their knowledge is nothing that we just have to discard. No, absolutely not. They're knowledgeable and I'm not taking that away from them. But we just have to remember that we are experts in ourselves, right? They're not experts in us. You are. You're your own expert. Uh, So that's why learn how to trust your own wisdom. Learn how to listen to your intuition because you yourself know what's best. Now, if you love this conversation today and want to know more about Lisa, which I know you do. (laughs) I know you do. I can see it. Yes, I can see through this microphone. Uh, you can check out her book over at lisacarpenter.ca. So it's not .com. So it's lisacarpenter.ca forward slash book launch. I will have a link in the show notes. So if you're driving or you can't uh, write this down, just go to today's show notes to get that. Okay. So that is a wrap for today. Next week, we'll be talking to the none other than Joe Salcihai, who is the host and creator of the award-winning Stacking Benjamins podcast. And if you haven't checked that out, you definitely should. We are going to learn the story behind how he ruined his credit in 90 days and how he keeps a sweater in his closet as a reminder. And it's a good story. So I want to thank Lisa for joining us, for sharing her knowledge and wisdom because she is so fantastic. You can uh, check out the show notes, today's show notes over at jenhemphill.com forward slash 134. And also don't forget that if you love this episode, if you feel this episode will be of help or of value to someone that you love, a friend, a family member, don't be shy. (laughs) Hit that send button, that share button, whatever it is, copy the link, however it is that you're listening to it. I would really greatly appreciate it. So you're helping someone else and you're helping spreading the word. And it really, that is an honor for me. So I appreciate you being here and we'll chat again next Thursday. Nos hablaremos el próximo jueves. Ciao.